Hello, friends. Andy Kennedy here with Andy Kennedy CO. And we are launching another podcast today. And I am just so pleased to have a person with me who I have been with for a while now on our journey. And I'll get to that in a sec. But um, I am so grateful that you've decided to join our podcast today or uh, whenever it is that you're listening to this later on. Uh, and if you haven't already, please punch the subscribe button and share it with your friends. And if you need another source, you can always find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, all as Andy Kennedy CO. And here at Andy Kennedy Co., our mission is helping women let go of drama to launch their dreams and lock in on their dharma. And dharma, for those of you who aren't in the know, is Sanskrit for the universal truth. And in our world, in my world, I relate that to one person's mission and purpose. Uh, and we do that here through courses, coaching, and calm, which is mindset focused first for manifestation. And all that aside, today I am joined by the beautiful and talented Leela Veronica, whom I've had the pleasure of knowing for a long time now. Leela, I tried to tally up the years. And um, I feel like it was around 2014 when we were joined together in a woman's manifestation group. And um, I just want to say that I have been wowed by Leela's background, her strength, her mission, fortitude, and all of the things that she's creating in the world today. So let's get to that. Let's get to, to mission and Dharma first. So welcome, Leela. Thank you for being here today. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Yay. Um, mm. So talk to me about your dharma, uh, what that word maybe means to you and your mission and how did that come to fruition? Mm, thank you. I appreciate the I appreciate the question. I appreciate the podcast. I appreciate the work you're doing in the world. And like you said, we met back right around, I think you're right, about 2014. And uh, my life has been quite uh, an abundance of manifestations, I would say, and I would say yours has too. And so it's been, you know, a, a beautiful uh, experience to be a witness of yours as well. So I appreciate you. Appreciate you for sure. Definitely big time. Uh, my Dharma, I, I would, you know, I really sat with this before this interview and I, and I really listened deep. And I believe my dharma is to simply live in a natural state and teach others how to live in a natural state. And I've done it all sorts of different ways over my lifetime, everything from uh, environmental work to uh, helping people attract uh, prosperity uh, to what I would say my special sauce is to helping people really live in their natural state is simply bringing their mind into their body. So a lot of mindset work is all about the thinking and our mind is in our entire body. And so my Dharma is really like, from a practical standpoint, it's getting people just to live from the body, you know, the heart, the wisdom, the womb, the feet, the toes, the, the belly button, you know, <laughs> instead of just the thinking mind, because the thinking mind, let's just be honest, that's really not who we truly are. And uh, I love that you talk about the universal because my, you know, in my free time, when I geek out on stuff, it's a lot about universal truths, you know, history. I'm a, I'm a student of history, of ancient history. I'm a 
student of uh, prophecy as well. And I really use it all to figure out what the heck's going on right now, uh, you know, in, in a way that we can live our most highest natural state, really. Because some way this like thinking mind thing got in the way of us living in a natural state. And I got here because I, I'm, an, I'm an intellect, I'm a former academic. You know, I used to teach at uh, environmental policy at Ohio State University. And I spent about 15 years in academia and doing different kinds of environmental projects. But I wasn't very happy. And I didn't really feel like I was getting to the solutions that I knew were possible in the world. And what I learned is that I had to really come into my own, my heart, my body, my energy, uh, my nutrition, all of that stuff to really be able to make a difference in the world. And so I came through my dharma, came to my dharma, excuse me, somewhat through trial and error, trying to kind of figure it out in my head, academize everything, think everything, figure it all out, to recognizing that I need to be the change and help everybody else be the change. And that's really the the best service I can personally give to the world. Wow. I love that. Um, what a great answer. And from the beginning, you know, um, I mean, the, the journey that we both had over the last almost 10 years, um, separate, not together. We don't collaborate on anything really. Um, back then when we knew each other, uh, we collaborated on manifesting, but that, that was it. And, you know, to be able to, like you said, kind of watch somebody else's journey through that manifestation, um, uh, journey, you know, or, or, or creationism in a way, right. And getting into your sweet spot, um, and finding your special sauce. I love that word, that phrase. I mean, um, and seeing then like now eight years later, cause we've kind of reconnected recently and Leela and I have so much in common. And I love that. I love that your tribe is always there kind of walking parallel to you and, um, and doing their own thing, but it's all connected to the, the greater good or the greater uh, result and the, you know, the really truly shift that we are experiencing right now. Um, you know, the things that resonate with me that you said, you know, we do have both have kind of an environmental focus background. Yours was more intellectual um, and um, academic than mine was. Um, but still I spent seven years working for the sustainability council here in steamboat Springs and, um, mm. as their marketing and program director, um, focusing on zero waste, focusing on better programs for energy efficiency and, um, and food reduction, weight, food waste reduction, right. Mm. Um, and burning out in that as well, because I also had not been necessarily working on the things that I needed to do to be the person that I needed to be right to, to get that um, get that juice flowing, right. To really appreciate what you were doing. And I definitely relate to over-intellectualizing things and overthinking things as well and, and feeling into the body. And so I love all of that. I just, it just reminds me whenever we get together and, and have a chat like this, that we truly are in alignment. There's so much of our past that's in alignment and so much of the stuff that we love, like yoga and, and, um, ancient history and prophecy and, um, you know, even a little bit of astrology, you know, all of that is just so fascinating and, and really helping people awaken 
to their truth was what I took away from that for you, you know, and it, it, it is our common thread. You know, I say helping people awaken their, to their Dharma is my Dharma. And I have thought I've known that for 15 or 20 years, just didn't know how to do it yet back then. Um, and a lot of people are unhappy right now. A lot of people are looking within right now and they don't know what to do. Um, and, and where to turn or where to move or what, you know, career or, um, mm-hmm. how to manifest or they're all just getting started. Some of the people who are just waking up are just getting started. And that to me is so magical. Um, and so I want to talk about that a little bit about that waking up, right. And how did your life look kind of before you woke up to that, woke up to the magic or the mystery underlying. And maybe you've always had that. I've had that. Um, but you know, I, I do feel like as humans, we thrive on drama, which is why that's part of my tagline. You know, we don't know that we thrive on Dharma until, I mean, on drama until somebody kind of calls your attention to it. Cause you know, it doesn't have to be like that. Um, so what were some mm-hmm. of the big milestones that help you kind of lead to the path that you're on right now? Um, and where you are right now and, and talk about that a little bit as well, your business and, and this, this beautiful self-worth work that you're doing for women, which is, is, you know, I really did want to get to as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. what, you know, th- that waking up, how was that for you? And then some, some milestones to help our listeners yeah. know that it's, it's okay. Wherever you're at in the journey, it's okay. Right. Yeah, I love that. I mean, this is a, I could probably speak. It's been three weeks on this one. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to give you just the kind of quick and dirty though. Number one, I love the language you used in the last few minutes, because if you go back, you'll switch between thinking and doing. That's the problem. Awakening and quote, knowing you know how it is. It, it, that actually is not very enjoyable. It's the shifting. It's the doing. It's the energy of the body. It's the being state that we're actually wanting. Because you know how you like wake up, and I'll talk about my own in a second, but you wake up and you know something. You're like, oh man, that sucks. I've been, do- I've been doing something all wrong this whole time, right? That's the awakening. I have to say the awakening is painful, actually. Because you got to change. Once you know, or you don't, I mean, you have choice, I guess, but those of us here right now choose the higher vibration typically, right? And if we don't, we know it and that hurts. <laughs> so it's the doing that most people are missing, I still believe. Now, I'm not talking doing out of, um, you know, a kind of a hamster wheel kind of doing, this, this, this drama kind of doing. I'm talking about the doing of the Dharma. That's exactly what's causing the suffering in the world. Most people are thinking about it, not doing it. We're not going to get good at anything, our Dharma, right? It takes time. We're not going to get good at it by thinking about it. We've got to do it. It's in the body. It's in the energy state. The manifestation that people want, it's not coming from thoughts outside of ourselves. It's coming from the feeling state of those thoughts within self. So most people are just ignoring, I know I keep going back to the body piece, but it's like literally the key and in, 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 in shifting suffering, shifting manifestation, potential, shifting into really mastering our dharma, it's the doing. Confidence comes from doing. It doesn't come before. We don't have confidence until we get up to bat and, and hit a few times. And we're like, yeah, I can hit the ball. 
Until then, you just got to get up and swing. And most people are trying to think about how to swing and not swing it. And so for me, that has been my biggest lesson. It's like, I actually did not have not been awake my whole life. I was completely asleep, completely asleep. Meaning I had no idea that my thoughts were separate from me. I did not, I never even recognized a single thought. I never heard a single thought of my own, a conscious thought until uh, 2013, not too long before I met you, Andy. And the first conscious thought I had was, you're so fucking stupid. I hope that's okay to say. I'm quoting, (laughs) I'm quoting ego. It's not really me. I love it. Outside of myself said, you're so fucking stupid. And I thought to myself in that moment, if there is one thing I'm not, it is stupid. And I recognized that is not my voice. And I I knew where the voice was coming from. It was programmed there. Okay. So I went from completely unaware to aware. And then I started having like all these wild mystical experiences and tapping into things. And now I like live in this like juicy synchronicity flow of life. It's like wild. It's like heaven on earth. I call it now. What has got me here? Number one, the body piece that, you know, I'm I'm telling you, it's huge. It's everything, the feeling state stuff, really recognizing the mind and the, and the feeling state. I've been able to actually shift my mind through my body a little bit more than my, my, from my mind. We need both. To be honest, we need the mind awareness. We need the body shifting stuff to shift the mind. The gross motor movement of the body is how we reprogram the neuro pathway. So I use the mental stuff, aware of it. And then I move the body piece to actually change it. Now, here's the other piece, huge. I have learned how to not trigger stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol in my body. That is living in dark. All drama is, is fight or flight. Addiction to fight or flight. From a chemical, biological standpoint, from a mental, emotional, spiritual standpoint, it's different. But all it is biologically is chemicals in the body. And so once I've learned how to not trigger those, there is no drama. There is only dharma. Like, it's, it's so crazy. It's like biology influences whether or not we're living our natural state and in our dharma or not right and how do we do it get out of drama how do we do that get out of fight or flight how do we do that notice the mind and shift the body positioning it's all related so if we're not in the body and we're just mentally you know in that mental spinning wheel there's literally no way to live dharma you know we're just in in the drama loop so i know it's kind of a complex answer but it really takes us to, to live our dharma. It takes us to take all parts of us, our body, our mind, and our, our energy inside. You're right, girl. <clears throat> we could unpack this for a couple of weeks. I was just thinking, <laughs> I wish that I had scheduled a part two with you because honestly, I, there is so much to talk about here. Um, but what's great, listeners, is that you can follow what Leela is doing and, and, you know, really dovetail from this podcast into, um, into working with her. If you are called to, to that piece of that body piece, you know, that piece that, um, that we all, like you said, we all need to, it takes all parts. We all need to use the whole part of our being, um, to get out of those programs and to realize those programs, um, are not our 
soul self speaking to us. They're not our highest vibrational self speaking to us. Um, and that so resonates with me in the fact that vibration, um, you know, of course, the words that jump out off the page at me when, as I'm taking notes and, and reflecting, you know, our vibration and synchronicity and, um, and even confidence, right? I love that, uh, you know, I, you don't get confidence um, from thinking about confidence, from overanalyzing, from preparing, from, um, you know, looking at it from every angle. You only get confidence by jumping in um, to the pool and almost drowning until you can swim, right? Because that's, for me, um, you know, really a, a, one of the best analogies is that we really don't know how to swim until we start to swim. And maybe someone's holding your hands a little bit, or maybe you're holding a ledge, but until you let go of the ledge and the hands um, and sink a little, right? And swallow a little water um or in baseball you get hit by the ball <laughs> you know you know like it's it's not just missing the ball and getting embarrassed like you know sometimes that ball actually comes right at you and um you know you really don't get confidence from from looking at that from the from the outside looking in you know you really have to jump all in and i love that you realize that that voice wasn't you that it was, it was a program and that you needed, you know, to, to kind of look outside of that and go, this isn't me. And it's time to shift this. And then having all of those mystical, juicy experiences that I know you've had, you know, do any of those coming back to the question of maybe a milestone, do any of those stand out to you? Are there any short stories of, of, uh, you know, either a mystical experience or a ball hitting you? along the way that um, it can help our listeners know that we, we too still, even, even though, you know, we, we're maybe further along in the journey in some regards and certainly not in others because we're all on a different journey um, to that elusive enlightenment. Um, But any milestones that for you were like, Oh, like you said, you know, I've been doing this all wrong. In addition to hearing your, inner voice and realizing that's not you, um, you know, is there, is there a path that looked great and you took, you decided, Oh, maybe that's not for me. Or is there a, is there a, you know, a a wound that you kind of opened up and went, okay, it's time to look at at this and really Mm -hmm. see that it was, it was meant to be, or, you know, any, anything like that, that, that jumps off the page for you. Well, these are great. I mean, the same thing. One of those, we could sit around and have some coffee or tea and shoot the breeze and, and share stories. And I bet we'd have so many fun ones. A couple of things I would share is number one, forgiveness. Forgiveness has been a massive portal to awakening. Without forgiveness, there's really, in my opinion, no ability to fully awaken. So I had quite the rough childhood. I forget, you know, gotten a lot of forgiveness from my mother, saw my own role in everything, uh, former husband, you know, different people in my life over the years, found a lot of forgiveness, 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 forgiveness. I can't speak it loud enough. Uh, you know, I've done all sorts of things from channeling to, um, you know, Reiki and, you know, just had lots of different mystical experiences, had visions, all sorts of things. But what I, I want to give you this one experience in particular that I've had. 
that popped into my mind that I would say is probably a peak experience. I went to a retreat and uh, if you're familiar with Colorado, you know, leaders, uh, Sarah Avant Stover, she's written a couple books, the book of she and the way of the happy woman. And she was hosting a retreat several years back. Um, and this was, this might've been 2015, 2016, even it was quite a while back. About 20 women went. I didn't know anybody. I just signed up and went over the Shambhala Mountain Center. We show up and she comes in and this was not on the marketing or the information about the retreat, but it was a silent retreat. Okay. Four days, three nights, silent retreat. We were all like, what? <laughs> didn't expect that one. And I'm going to tell you, it was very challenging because the mind is so strong and if you don't give it attention it will it will scream like a crying baby like pay attention to me but if you just relax and don't feed the beast of the mind of the thinking state really it will settle once it settles and you don't have those thinking thoughts all going because i have a very strong mind it is pure essence of love running through every cell of your body. It's unbelievably amazing that what the letting go of thoughts really, truly through days of silence can do. I know some people do 10 day Vipassanas, all sorts of silent stuff over the you know years of help people. And so I would offer you, if you ever get the opportunity to be in silence over a period of time, and really let yourself get through that challenging time where the, the thoughts just kind of go wild. Once they settle on the other side, what I recognize is pure, it's like pure essence of what is, of love, energy that they talk about, that you hear about, you read about. It's the silence for me that got me to the place of remembrance of love. Oh my gosh, girl, I love that. Thank you for sharing that because... It just reminds me of the book, Eat, Love, Pray. You know, she doesn't know she's walking into what she's walking into in India. And, um, and she has to, you know, be, be silent. Um, and not everybody else is silent. So that was interesting for me uh, to read about. Because, of course, I, re I read the book before the movie. But the, the movie is great as well. Uh, Julia does a good job. But mm -hmm. the book is amazing. And... Um, and I have never had a silent um, retreat. Uh, I have taken a day, you know, of silence for myself. Um, and I can only imagine that the longer you go, the more that pure silent essence of love and quiet and calm wash over you. And it's, you know... Um, probably a little bit of a culture shock coming back from that. Oh, <laughs> to me, I will be honest with you. What it was like to me was like a psychedelic ride when I came back and I'm not into, you know, that's not a big part of my journey, psychedelics or anything like that. It's not like I have a lot of experience, but when I got back from that silence and then all the noise of the city and everything, I was like, whoa, like, you know, and the, it felt like it was like not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty wild that kind yeah. of mm -hmm. yeah 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 I've had culture shock um so <laughs> I know what that feels I know what that feels like it wasn't from a silence but it was 
I've had culture shock and it's um, coming back to America after being gone for a long time um, was shocking. So I, I, and I think that those rattles of our cage are so important because we come back different. Um, and, the, you know, as scary as they can be, the reason I ask that question is because, you know, we do have to have that dark night of the soul for us to have the brightness, the heaven on earth that we can experience. And um, again, we could talk all day. We definitely uh, are pushing our envelope here. So um, without diving into that too much deeper, um, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for your vulnerability. And thank you for sharing, um, you know, some of your past with us as well as that peak experience. What a, what a great story. Um, I'll come to our final question, which is, you know, what, what do you offer? Talk about that with, with our listeners, um, to help them, to help them do some of this, uh, any courses or workshops that you have coming up or speaking events that you have coming up and, and how can they find you? Mm. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I, like I said, I have a special sauce of teaching people how to embody that which they want to live in their life. I'm opening a movement school, Riverstone Movement School this year. So I'm looking for students and uh, apprentices to be part of the teacher program. I used to be in academia, so I'm opening up a school a little bit more like an academic institution. Um, And so that's part of it. I also have a podcast you can uh, listen to that helps women own their worth. And if you want to learn about all my uh, offerings and all of that, you can go to thelilaveronica.com. It's L-I-L-A, Lila Veronica. And also, if you want to see my body training, that's kind of nice for people to check out. You can do body with Lila, L-I-L-A, bodywithlila.com. Perfect. Um, we will put all of that uh, in the text of, of this podcast for you as well um, on on our channel here. And um, really just, again, so grateful for your time today, your friendship over the years, um, even just in that holding space for each other and our growth and and coming into this um, totally juicy part of our lives. Leela, remind me, how close you are to 50. Are you over? You're not over 50 yet, right? Uh, I have about seven more years till I get there. Okay. So you're just barely over 40. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is awesome. So the forties are so juicy for anyone that's listening. Um, I, my mom told me once a long time ago, probably two decades ago now that each decade gets better. Um, and I'm inching up to 50. I turn 50 next year, in, uh, mm-hmm. 2023. And, um, And I'm excited because I definitely feel like my wild woman is going to cut loose um, on our version of Shambhala in Tennessee that we're creating this year as well. So um, we will all look for Riverstone Movement School. I'm excited to see that. Please do share that with us so we can pass that through our channels as well. And again, thank you for being here. Thank you for the light that you are and for sharing that light with the world. We appreciate you, girl. You're amazing. Thank you.